Meet Eric. He's a graduate of a program that looks very different from what you probably think of when you hear the word education. Eric had been ordered by a court to attend this alternative to incarceration program, but that's just the beginning of what makes him, his fellow learners, and educational sites like his so interesting. One of the classes Eric participated in was called the Insight Theater Project. We would sometimes uh, walk into the, the rehearsal studio and just talk about what's happening, what we feel, what we think, what we have to offer for the actual writing of the, the play. High school-age students don't often get the chance to write the pieces they perform in. He says the experience built a bond that made the class more meaningful for the group. That kind of meaning was missing from his early educational experiences. Attending classes here at the program sort of changed my, my view on how schooling, the school system, or how schooling is. It's like there was no explaining of what I'm doing, so I would just not participate. Eric's is the kind of story we love to hear, tell, and be a part of in the Media and Social Change Lab. Increasing participation, involving the community in academic research, navigating multiple modes of literacy and expression. This story brings a lot of our passions together. So it felt like a great way to kick off the Media and Social Change Podcast. MaskLab is a hub for multimodal and digital scholarship that explores the relationship between media and our changing society. We support, curate, and create media intended to spark dialogue and social change and the development of pedagogy that uses media to foster civic engagement. MassLab is located in the Communication, Media, and Learning Technology Design Program at Teachers College, Columbia University. Eric's program is one of several sites of teaching and research for MassLab director Lalitha Vasudevan and her graduate students for much of the last decade. The prolonged involvement has helped build a lot of trust between the people involved. Anna Bobasa. Um, program Director of Choices Alternative to Detention. Anna recently sat down with Lalitha to talk about their collaboration. What is of most importance to you when you decide to bring partners on? Like, how do you think to yourself, that's going to be a good partner? They have to love working with my kids. Mm -hmm. They have to be people who want to make a difference in my kids' lives because if somebody just comes for a paycheck or just comes because they want to experience something different, I just they're not going to have the same effect as somebody who really wants to make a difference in their lives. What I was remembering as you were talking was how important this space has been in mm -hmm. shaping our own ways of teaching and engaging the young people. Whatever we were doing, we were doing in service of the kids. Yeah. We never saw ourselves as bringing a product to your mm -hmm. organization, but really working in partnership it turns out that attitude is an important part of how this program encourages participation in a meaningful and authentic way. One thing that we have to keep in mind is that our kids are being forced to talk all the time. They're being forced to talk about personal issues, they're being forced to talk about their uh, experiences in court, their arrests. You know, very difficult things that it's not easy for adults to talk about, but these kids are being forced to talk to multiple people about and face judges and mm -hmm. do programs and mental health and drug treatment. And, and no one really asks them what they want to do or how they're feeling sometimes um, or if they want to talk. Mm -hmm. So when they are given the opportunity to pick, 
and to choose whether they want to open up or engage or participate, um, it makes a big difference. You guys have always been able to adapt to our kids. It's never been something where it's very rigid. It's you're able to accommodate the needs of our youth, being that we have such a diverse group of kids, and we never have the same group of kids. We have kids constantly coming in, leaving, coming back, <laughs> growing up. So they were able to work with our kids and be able to provide services that met all their needs. When we were talking about what stood out to her about choices as a site of multimodal research, Lolita thought immediately of family night. Anna explained how education and learning in diverse modes and settings helps the program deeply engage young people's contexts. The stress is not only on the kids, the stress is also on the families, because the families are also having to call in for curfew with them, they're having to go to the court dates with them, they're having to have people show up at their house. So building that relationship with everyone, we are able to assist all of them and not just the kid. We want to give the parents the tools and the confidence to be able to handle these situations that happen all the time in every family. And any neighborhood, in any state, country, town, you know, it's, it's the same thing for everybody. One thing that inspires us about choices is how they avoid deficit model thinking, the all-too-common pattern of assuming that students in these programs are lacking something or need to be fixed. Everyone involved thinks about ways to flip that familiar script and to identify how programs like this can actually improve on traditional schooling models. Here's Lalitha again. Putting young people in the role of knowledge makers rather mm -hmm. than constantly knowledge receivers yeah. could be really interesting. Like review this film mm -hmm. or review this album or, mm -hmm. you know, for teachers as an audience. Yeah, and even having them, you know, have conversations with teachers yeah. or educators on what they are, they would be interested yeah. in learning. You, you need to like spice it up. You know, you need, you need to constantly be changing. You need, when you work with people, whether it be youth or adults, you constantly need to be changing because times change, communities change, people change, people grow up, people, you know, it's just so much, you cannot have the same thing over and over. Your program or your, yeah you know, your team, your your work has to constantly evolve because, you know, what was working last year is not going to work this year. As their conversation wound down, Lalitha and Anna reflected on the impact choices can have on the lives of participants. But again, their thoughts inevitably turned to the contribution these young people can make. Are there kids that you think of, Choices alumni, who you think that's what I would hope that we would be able to do for them so that they could go on to do this or this or this. Well, I mean, any kid that is able to stay away from the criminal justice system after us, that is yeah. my main goal. Some kids, you know, they finish and it's fine. You know, they leave here running and happy <laughs> that they're done <laughs> with the courts. Yeah. And, I, and I feel them because it's, it's stressful. It's traumatizing for our youth that have been successful and also been able to have a passion to try and help others. Um, that's also very rewarding mm -hmm. because that means that we had such an impact on them that they want to continue the work. Mm -hmm. And whether it be in social services or whether it be in education, just some way on how to have a positive impact on other youth, um, I think is tremendous for me. It's it's great to hear those stories and to stay connected to them and that they want to stay connected. 
That's all we have for you today, but we want to stay connected with you, too. Send us an email at masklabtc at gmail.com. That's M-A-S-C-L-A-B-T-C at gmail.com. Or a tweet at masklab to let us know what you thought about this pilot episode of our podcast. You can find more from our collective of researcher practitioners at masklab.org, including regular blog posts, news about screenings and other events, and links to our media and research. Our theme music is Kelp Grooves by Little Glass Men, published under a Creative Commons attribution license at freemusicarchive.org. Special thanks to Anna DePazzo, Eric, and the EdLab team at Teachers College. This episode was produced and edited by Philip Twining, Joe Rena Ferry, Lalitha Vasudevan, Joanna Literat, and me, Kyle Oliver. Thanks for listening.